Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. I'm here. (laughs) You know, I'm not just a slow learner, I think, at this point. I'm a fucking idiot. You texted me saying, how does my Nats under look right now as soon as they traded away Scherzer and Trey Turner and Kyle Schwarber just for the hell of it. And I was like, son of a bitch, I bet that was one of your top plays this year, wasn't it? Another another one that I did not play. I mean, I, I have you on. I give out your gems to the masses. I direct people to callmemrx.com. I've got the 20-year history of you clipping at an 86% rate on these things, and I never go to the window. I must hate money, Mr. X. Hate it. Well, my thought was you were smarter than that. My <laughs> thought was that one year back in 03, I think. Right. You took all eight. You went seven and one. You were kind of pissed about the one. <laughs> and you retired as the all-time percent leader. I thought that was the strategy. I don't recall being pissed about missing the one. But if I was... Because it went down to like the last oh, weekend. Well, I, guess I, I guess I was yeah. getting greedy. I guess I yeah. was getting greedy. You know, picks that I had no hand in whatsoever. I had <laughs> just gotten to know you. And there I was at a TGI Fridays underneath an office building at Tyson's Corner getting a nice thick envelope from you. And how could I be mad about anything at that point? What a dick I was. And as I recall, you were a little bigger player back then than you are now. (laughs) I don't know. You know, you get to a certain point in life where if you bring in too much tertiary income, it gets noticed by the war committee. And they're like, hey, where'd that come from? You know, your tastes get get more expensive. So therefore your gambling needs to rise to meet that. And then it becomes, you know, a bit of an interesting discussion. But anyways, I'm an idiot. So w- which uh so what was the over under on the Nats this year? 84 and a half. And by the way, but what you just said is you're finally starting to really learn what I've always said about only bet what you can, can afford, afford to, to win. win. Right. <laughs> right. If you, if you can't afford to win that much, then Don't you know, when you bring it in your house, it's going to be an issue. So what, what are they on pace now to win? 
the Nats, oh, I don't know. They're they're in what mid seventies and falling fast. Um, <laughs> With what's left of their team, right? Yeah, they're seven under five hundred. So uh, that was when they were going well. So that nah, I I never count anything until it's in, but I certainly like where we are on that one. The hay's not in the barn, but it's stacked up in nice bricks outside the door. And that sold the barn. So. <laughs> exactly. All right. So that was was that your top player? Just one of them? No, no. That okay. was about fourth or fifth this okay. year. Okay. Uh, how's the top play looking? Top play is not going to go to. This is an interesting year because more plays are going to go down to the wire than I would like. I always tell you if they're not over when football kicks off, it wasn't a good pick. Right. Um, But I got out of the top. The winners are easy winners, mostly. The losers are going to go to the – or the the ones that aren't easy winners are going to go go to the the wire. Okay. it could really swing a lot in the last yeah. last month, which is not what I want. I no, get over well, you've football. got standards. You've got standards. But you know what, though? That's still a pretty damn good year when there's no screaming losers that are absolutely going off the cliff in flames, that the losers well, are still four. in there throwing punches. <laughs> which is that one? Oh, we took the Red Sox under, crash and burn hard on that for sure. That was the only real, real loser. The rest yeah. of the losers, the rest of them will be tight, but the winners are pretty easy. The Nats. Yeah. The um the Braves under um, most of the winners some of the winners are home early and easy and that's what you want. So you're a former Nats season ticket holder, former, right? You no longer. First year, this is my first year in the team's history that I don't have them. Okay. Correct. How do you feel about the trades that sent Scherzer and Trey Turner away? For me, the Scherzer one hurts because I think he is Mister National. He is the face of the franchise since they came here, even more so than Zimmerman and way more than Strasburg or Harper. Um, but I knew it was coming. Everyone with a brain knew it was coming. The Trey Turner thing hurts more because he was sort of my tier two absolute fave. But I guess they fucked up that contract negotiation because they let it get too far down the road, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the, look, I don't mean to be uh, all hindsightful, but it's nice. The main reason I played the Nats big under was because I felt like they were 500 club at best. And unless they got a silly hot start, Scherzer was gone. And this team without Scherzer is a sub-500 club. So that was the easy part. Um, the, as far as the deal goes, uh, you know, the, you had to trade Scherzer. You had to. Turner still had another year under club control. And, you know, when you win World Series and you win championships, one of the keys is having those real producing guys in the early years that you're not paying a lot for. And so it kind of was a little frustrating because another year out of Turner was a steal. But I think once, and this might be common uh, knowledge now, but once they found out Strasburg was hurt worse than they thought and he's doing the surgery, they wrote off next year too. And at that point, you might as well go for it. And the Dodgers gave him a lot. The Dodgers gave up a lot. So I know it's hard to lose Scherzer's and Turner's, but this is the first time they've actually made that move that they should make. I mean, they let Harper walk. They let Rendon walk. I right. just knew they couldn't do it again because yeah. they have a bottom four farm system. And this was their chance to retool it. And it's hard, but um, they needed to do this. How did the uh, how, how did they get to be so bad at the farm system? By trading away guys to get pieces on their run to a World Series? Combination, I would say, of two things. One is, yes, what you just said a few times going for it but really when they made their first playoff in 2012 that was a nine-year run 
where they never had a we quit year. Those we quit, and the one time they did quit, it was late August, and that was just a, a money saver. So they, when you run eight or nine times like that, and each year just trade away a little bit, it really adds up. And next thing you know, you look down in the farm and you go, where is everybody? Yeah. Well, how are the Dodgers able to do this? Not just payroll-wise, but also in terms of farm assets-wise. That's a great question. I mean, this franchise is as loaded as loaded can be. The, the uh, Dodgers. The Dodgers, Oh, they're, yes. com- they're comically overloaded oh, God, yes. right now. Yeah, they're trying to figure out where to put their all-stars. They don't, they don't have spaces for them. They have um, – and, and and what's weird about the Dodgers is, I mean, their two best players, Bellinger and Betts, are having their worst seasons in their career, and they're you know they're only going to win you know a hundred plus, and now they just added Scherzer. Oh my God! I mean, it's but they have such a deep farm that they could trade away for Scherzer, and while they they gave away some good players, they have still got a good farm. So it's a combination of money, and also I mean their farm has just been loaded. Yeah. So that allows you to get, you know, more top heavy. And my gosh, they have four guys starting. I noticed the other day in the infield that all played in the all-star game <laughs> and their best infielder Seager was, you know, due back any day from, from uh, injury to give them five starting all-star infielders. Yeah. Um, I think today they moved Mookie Betts to second base for the first or second time in his career. It's stupid how loaded they yeah. are. And, and by yet, the way, and yet they're three games back still yeah. in their oh, own yeah. division. Well, Cody Bellinger's hitting like you know fifty points below Mario Mendoza, as they say. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's hitting like a buck fifty. That's crazy. And Betts is having the worst year of his career. But they're so loaded. You know, you show me any other team whose two best hitters have the worst year of their career, and and they're they're throwing in the towel. Right. Um, they're just so loaded. It's crazy. And by the way, when they you know, it's. I'm always a believer in postseason short series. It's all about who's the who the one two you throw out. That's how the Nats won with Scherzer, Strasburg. You got to throw out the one two. The the Dodgers, if he gets healthy, are going to throw out uh, Scherzer, Kershaw, the two best in the last ten years, with Bueller and Urias, the two best this year, coming three and four. Are you writing off Bauer? I don't think he's going to play again for them. I and mean, here's why. It's easy to have morals when you're loaded. <laughs> For <laughs> if sure. You're a team that needs him, suddenly you're all about second chances and all that other stuff. But you can look good to the fan base when Trevor Bauer is your fifth best starting pitcher. That's ridiculous. By the way, you're you're all, I don't did you read all the details of that case? Uh, my Dodger buddy filled me in. I didn't read him myself, but he gave me the lowdown. And yeah, it's it's. You know it's... why? You know why this is the perfect storm of bad? Because it looks really bad. He beat the shit out of this girl, but there is a paper trail of her asking for it. Oh, so, God. so yeah. how so how do you score that exactly in today's hypersensitive world of domestic violence? But here she is, some screaming hot twenty-five-year-old thirst trap who's already been with um, Fernando Tatis Jr. Got kicked off the 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 San Diego Padres cheer team. Who's begging 
Bauer to do all this shit to her. And he's like, okay, fine. Like a moron. By the way, he is a moron. I just don't know if he's committed a crime exactly. Right. This is the classic. And look, as you like to say, I think, hey, it's a podcast. So we can say this. Right. Right. But look, I don't. Most of the things that you mentioned in that trail of what he did to her were before she scheduled the second date so you can't tell me in any way shape or form you can't tell me there was a problem with it for her when she says and what are you doing next week i'm sorry (laughs) no but the point there is that makes it not a crime in some way i'm just going to say it's not a crime it's not criminal but it's not a good look oh no it's it's the worst it's the worst look possible so yeah you're probably yeah you're probably right they'll just they'll park him and they'll figure out what to do in the let the off season simmer it down let the case sort of gently fall apart and waft away and then be like what did something happen oh yeah never mind yeah gotta let this one go yeah all right are you have you been watching any of the olympics not really it's on um I have not watched much of it. I'm, Over I'm the years, did you used to watch oh, yeah. the Olympics? Well, it's, okay, look, it seems like all the sports, I, I know there's probably 17 cable channels I don't know about, but it seems to me in the last few years, everything is gymnastics and skating, and all the sports I used to love watching, are, you can't find them. Well, that's a big complaint. People are like, right. where, where is it? When is it? You know, time difference. Peacock. Right. How do I get Peacock? Do I got to download something? Is yeah. it an app? Is it on my TV? Do I have to pay? What's free? And on right. and on and on. I have a simple rule about the Olympics, though, that I've had many years, which is I like to see who wins. I hate every sport where you ask the judges who won. <laughs> that's a okay. good point. Right. You don't I want to see in track. I know who won. I don't want to say, gee, that was good, but the judges said no. I hate judging sports. Yeah. So I'm watching swimming on Friday night, and obviously the Americans are pretty much the dominant country in swimming. What we should be in soccer, but we're not in terms of per capita dollars spent on youth soccer, uh, our per capita dollars spent on swimming produces a shit ton of epic swimmers. From everybody from Mark Spitz, uh, to Michael Phelps and all the ladies along the way as well. And Katie Ledecky is the latest one. So Ledecky is in her wheelhouse event, the 1500, right? The long distance one. Yeah. And they showed a graphic. She owns the top 23 times worldwide, any pool, any country, any continent, any competition, the top 23 times in that event for women, Katie Ledecky. Boom. Yeah. That's the other part I don't like about that, though, is you see a good swimmer, Phelps or whoever. You win the 100, the 200, the 400, the 800. Really? Do you just have to keep drawing lines and the same guy wins? <laughs> well, the dominant ones can win a lot of different disciplines, the sprints and the long-distance exactly. ones. Uh, but it, it, it is hard to be really good in multiple ones. Apparently, uh so this guy, uh, oh God, Caleb, uh, what's his name? The uh, the guy from Florida. They did a piece on him as Florida man. He's like this proud Florida dude. He's like yeehaw, you know. He's got a big old tattooed tattoo. Caleb uh, swimmer, Caleb yeah. Dressel, Caleb Dresser. Okay, Dressel. Okay, he looks huge. I mean, he's he's like six four, and he was skinny, but then he put on a lot of weight, and apparently he's faster off the blocks than anyone else in the history of swimming. 
by like five tenths of a second, which is forever in swimming, right? Yeah. So they talked about how he would just like perfected his launch and he's got the best launch angle and he does he gets to the fifteen meter mark in these events faster than they went back and looked at tapes of old Olympics and, and old competitions like I don't think anyone's ever made the 15, you know, uh, meter mark in 5.1 seconds before, and he does it all the time. That's called too much time on your hands. Well, yeah, and so it's great. We love it when our Americans win in swimming. We don't give a shit when the Australians win, right? We don't really care about the sport. It's just a very jingoistic exercise to sit at home and go, yay, Yay! And then they they've got the watch parties of the families back home, and everyone's like, "Oh, isn't that great?" But it's pretty hard to choke in swimming as well. You know what I mean? Seems like it. You, can, you know, there's not a lot of upsets. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, softball. Did you watch any of the Olympic softball? Did not. <laughs> Here's a question for you, Mister X, because you love baseball and you've coached yep. your boys in baseball, little league, over the years. I think softball is the most bastardized, crippled, dumbed-down version of baseball I've ever seen. It's pretty much devoid of almost all of the action and strategy of actual baseball. Question, why don't we just teach girls to play baseball? That's not the worst question. I don't know. How do you think 9, 10, 11-year-old girls would do at baseball? Oh, we always had girls in Little League. It was always a There's handful. always one. There yeah, is always one, handful. right? Yeah. Or or even a handful. Yeah, yeah. But why yeah, not give no... them why not give them, as the movie title goes, a league of their own? Well, it, it's okay. We're just gonna get ourselves in trouble talking about this one. But what it is is that you know, the bigger field, it, it, the the strength difference. They can play the same kind of game on the on have the, them, on the have them play field. have them play a little league sized field. 60 feet, six inches, or excuse me, 45 feet pitcher's mound and 60 feet between the bases. Well, that's what the softball field is. Well, yeah, but have them play baseball on that softball well, field. If you play baseball, they'd be just they'd be too good. They'd be just home run derby in it like crazy. Yeah, they'd, really? They'd be better than that. Yeah, oh, sure. I don't know, man, because... Maybe something in the middle is the way to go. Well, but- has, have, we ever, have we ever tried it with fully grown... Post pubescent 18, 19, 20 year old women playing overhand small ball baseball at 45 feet, 60 feet between the bases. Well, let's let me summarize it this way. As you said, four boys. I don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know anything about it. I don't know. Did you ever coach girls on your boys' soft, uh, baseball teams? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had, yeah, we and how were they? Pretty good? Well, I had a knack for picking the right players. So I, I at an earlier age, um, like age 9, 10, 11, I, I had a couple. Yeah. By the way. And you... I, I'd be honest with you, I often, when there was only two or three in the league, I'd often pick them in the drafts because I knew they would do well on my team. And, I, and you look around at who the other coaches were, and you didn't want them stuck there. Oh, wow. For That's the very girls. philanthropic of you. Very yeah. nice. That's what we would do, yeah. I do I do remember the one year I coached Little League Baseball just out of college. <laughs> it was way too immature to do it, but it was still a lot of fun. What makes coaching Little League so fun and cool, if you got the time to do it, other than the fact it's a pain in the ass for the parents, is that you do draft your team. So you get to play a little Branch Ricky in addition to being Tommy Lasorda. You get to look at kids at tryout and go, you know what? 
I think I could make something out of that kid. That's fun to me. Oh, yeah. I, as a matter of fact, look, I, this sounds arrogant, but I mean, I, I, I did 10 straight years of those district tournaments that you see on TV, okay, right. with all my kids. I, I, I mean, I, I had a, one of the longest runs of coaching. I'm sure there's guys with more kids, but, and we always did well. And the best reason or the biggest reason that we did well was I, most coaches would evaluate those guys at trials as to where they are. And I could see where I could get them. Right. They didn't get that. They would draft the little nine-year-old with perfect form. And I would draft the 11 year old, big, strong kid who hadn't played. And in a month he was going to be hitting dingers and, <laughs> and they would always wonder why my teams were loaded. And it's like, I used to say, go to the park and watch the kids play, pick up anything. They don't pick the little kid with good form. <laughs> they pick the big boy because bigger and stronger beats smaller and weaker. So I would always draft the kids who have been, you know, maybe coming over from lacrosse or some other sport and they'd look awkward at tryouts. And then we teach them, uh, to hit the ball and all of a sudden we'd be loaded. You're right. That was the fun part. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something, something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over At my bookie, there is no off season NFL, NBA, major league baseball, NHL, boxing, heck table, tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, uh, let's loop back to some of your stuff you had for me on the uh, email here, and I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Dodgers becoming like the NBA. 
Yeah, yeah, we kind of hit that. I mean, they're just so loaded. The way these super teams and, the, you know, everyone wants to play on the same team in the NBA. I mean, gosh, the Dodgers are doing that. It's ridiculous how deep they are. Your quote, ridiculous. though, in the email is, the only thing dumber than spending $300 oh, yeah. million dollars on payroll is yeah. not spending 325 when you need Yeah, we to. said that on the show in March when I said the reason I, the Dodgers were going to win is I, I said that to you at the time. Was like, once you, it's like once you're this deep, if they if they had any injuries, or in this case, reality, they had some serious off years, you're in this deep. Let's go. You know, grab the shirt. You don't spend that much and then say, well, it didn't work. you right. got to keep going once you get this deep, and that's what they've done. Yeah. You also took the Brewers at the All-Star break, and you let your subscribers know that. My Milwaukee boys were both excited and a little bit nervous about that. Why did you like the Brewers at the break? Yeah, um, three reasons. One, and the Brewers are good, the, but the biggest reason we took them at the break was it's kind of like an NCAA if you look at the bracket. Sometimes you get a team off to the Final Four that you don't necessarily think is great, but you look at the bracket and you like it. The National League right now has three, you know, super teams out west, um, Dodgers, Giants, Padres, and then the Brewers. Well, the three out west are going to match up in one half of the bracket. Right. And I figured the Brewers, first of all, are the one team that's going to – the only team in the NL that's going to – should have a cakewalk to the division title. And that matters in baseball when you can line up your rotation, have the pitching staff fresh and ready for game one as opposed to, you know, playing the last weekend of the year. It's important. And even though everyone still thinks the Mets are good, I'm not, you know, they, it's, we're pretty deep in the year for a team that is still a mediocre team. Right. So I like the fact the Brewers get round one with the Mets, while out west you take those three good teams and two of them play in the wild card and the winner plays the other one. So I feel like they got an a, a easy path to the NL Finals. And since they were six or seven to one at the time we took them, I feel like okay, we'll be laying off on the other side at the end. Oh, and the other reason I made everyone take them before the All-Star game was that was the week the Bucks looked like they were about to win. So I said to, you know, get the Brewers now because all that Buck money in Milwaukee <laughs> is going to roll to the Brewers when they go, what do I do with this money? Yeah. Hey, we won. The Bucks won. Hey, the Brewers are looking good. So that number did drop down to about five to one or a little less probably. Um, so I wanted to get in before that. Of course, the Dodgers just loading up in the last uh, week. It's kind Not of, good. You know, that doesn't help. But I, I'll be happy to see Brewers, Dodgers, and then play then play Dodgers. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, I've been daring to say on my Milwaukee show, three parade year. They're like, oh, my God, don't jinx it. I go, come on, man. If you're going for Moby Dick, you got to bring the tartar sauce with you just in case. Three parade. we got Bucks, Brewers. Bucks, Brewers, oh. Pack. Buck, Brewers, I mean, how can you imagine? You don't get three parades unless Tom Brady comes to town. <laughs> oh, oh, listen to you. You're funny. You're a Patriot fan, but you're really a Brady fan. So I guess you've migrated to Tampa. It's not a matter of being a fan. It's a matter of, as you would say, I, I like money. <laughs> and Brady has been money. So let's, you know, that's where my alliance is. All right. While we're on the NFL, I was taking note here before I talked to you about just how many quarterback experiments are going on league-wide right now. And they're, they come in a variety of flavors. Some are rookie experiments. Some are retread experiments. Some are experiments where they know the guy they've got really isn't the guy, 
but they want to give it one more year. There's some injury experiments as well. It's fascinating. I'm going to go through them all here, and if I missed any, let me know. You ready? Yep. New England, the Cam 3.0 experiment is backed up by the Mac Jones experiment. So they've kind of got two of them going on right now. Which one do you believe more in? Wow. Um, can I take none of the above? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're not a, not, a, not a fan of either, either experiment. I'm not a Cam Newton fan, but I, I do think he is a, still a top. 20 quarterback? Well, he could be a lot better than last year, and he would still be unacceptable mm-hmm. as a QB1, because he was so bad last year. But they had so many opt-outs, and with the pandemic, it, you almost can't grade him on last year. Yeah. it's You know, I'm a, I, I believe Newton's underrated. Um, you know, anybody could have... Johnny Unitas could have followed Tom Brady and been a disappointment. Sure. Right? But Cam, everybody looks at touchdown passes and while Aaron Rodgers is throwing two yarders to Devontae Adams all day long, Cam Newton runs them in from the five, and all quarterback metrics don't count those. So yeah. that's the reason I think he's underrated. I just assume Cam run it in from the five as far as flip that little swing pass to Adams and rack up stats. Yeah. It's the same touchdown. Uh, the Jets have the Zach Wilson experiment, a uh, yeah. little runaround guy from BYU. I, I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm shading against him being good. But I've been wrong before. Miami is doing the Tua experiment, which is okay. The first year of Tua, not that great, and he really couldn't beat out Fitzpatrick, and he wasn't fully healthy. But maybe this year he's better. Yeah, you know, as far as Wilson, I really liked Wilson at BYU. There's only one reason to think that he's not going to succeed, though, and that's called Jets. Well, right. Everything the Jets touch turns to shit. So, sorry, buddy. I don't think it's going to work. Philly has got the Jalen Hurts experiment going on. No, thanks. Uh, Washington has the Ryan Fitzpatrick experiment going on in year 16 of his NFL (laughs) career. Gotta love him, though. I mean, my God, he's he's the ultimate stopgap. I mean, he he takes – I don't care what team he plays on. They go eight and eight. Okay, but here's here's the problem with Fitzpatrick and, and the Wolf. What's their exit strategy on Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Yeah. Like you could go nine and eight this year, and boy, does that sound oh, fucking weird. Oh, does that sound wrong? Oh, does that sound wrong? <laughs> they could go nine and eight with him easy, right? Then what are you going to do? Yeah. Run it back for another year of that? You're not going to be able to pick a quarterback with your natural pick at nine and eight, are you? Well, you know, it, I mean, the Patriots just took Mac Jones in the middle of the first. I and guess. Can you get one? Yes. But do you love to get that franchise QB picking one or two? Yes. Yeah. But, okay, so you got to be the worst team in the league and then hope you don't draft Ryan Leaf? I mean, that's yeah. just not a path. Uh, Dallas's Dak put back together correctly experiment. I think the answer is probably going to be yes. Cincinnati's in the same boat. Joe Burrow, is he back together? He may not be available for week one. Pittsburgh's experimenting with does Big Ben have one more year left in him? My gut feeling is no. We'll see. Baltimore's experiment is can Lamar Jackson regain his MVP form? Uh, Cleveland's experiment is what is Baker Mayfield really? I feel like he is potentially on the verge of being um, Mark Sanchez 2.0. You know who I think he is? And you guys, your crew out in the Midwest is going to hate this. He reminds me completely of Brett Favre. Oh, yep. Shut the fuck. Wait, up. and here's why. Here's why. The early years of Brett Favre, he would make he would run around, he'd make sensational plays, 
they'd win games. Then he'd throw dumbass interceptions and they'd lose games. And everybody would say when he matures and stops throwing the bad plays, he can be good. And you know what happened? The team got good. And even in those Super Bowl years, his interceptions were higher than those early years. He really never stopped making those plays. He just got on a damn loaded team, and suddenly everyone says he's matured. I'm not sure okay. he really matured. That's Baker. I, I, you know, he's got, Baker's got arm talent. He does not have far of arm talent. And yeah, he's not he as tough and not quite team, as big. All, right. all of a sudden, you kind of forget about the you know the ups and downs. Okay. Far through just as many picks in his Super Bowl years as he did in his rookies year. All right. Your your card table with the uh, Baker Mayfield as Brett Favre uh, lemonade is probably going to struggle to get people to take it. But you know what? Good for you. I'll let you set up right here in the corner. There's high traffic. People want to come by. They can come by. <laughs> they can drink that lemonade. Uh, the Colts had this Carson Wentz a rehab thing teed up, yeah. and then it blew up on like the second day of practice. Uh, ankle injury, and he may not be back this year. Yeah, the Colts. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, that's. It's I think it. To, I think it saved the Colts. I think it saved the. It was worth a shot, but I think it saved the Colts a lot of frustration because I think that's a dry hole. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jags have the Trevor Lawrence experiment uh, experiment as the number one overall pick. I think he's the white Cam Newton. He's big. He runs. He's got a big arm. Probably a better passer than Cam. We'll see how he turns out. The Texans have this experiment with. Can we play a quarterback who doesn't want to be here who's still under this cloud of suspicion from the league about domestic violence? That's going to be weird. Yeah, him and he's following the Trevor Bauer plan. Just wait till it blows over, I guess. I don't know. Uh, The Broncos have the Drew Locke experiment where they're like, come on, dude. They're poking him with a stick. Like, be as good as you were two years ago. Can you? But didn't they, they didn't they pick up somebody else, too? Uh, hold on a second. Denver uh, QB depth charts, our lads. I might have forgotten. Didn't do the best research for this segment. It was a cursory bit of research. I'm going to find it out for you in three and two and one. Denver, uh, they've got Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater, that's who I was thinking of, yep. Yeah. yeah. But I think their hopes are in lock. Sure. Teddy Bridgewater is the best quarterback that every team doesn't want to play. <laughs> right. Nobody wants to play him, and he keeps playing okay. Right. Uh, the the Raiders have this Derek Carr experiment going where they know he's just not that guy, but they don't have anything else right now. Yep. Yeah, you're in, they're in that business, and they're going to stay in it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Lions are in the Jared Goff experiment. I think he sucks. The Bears are hoping Justin Fields was worth that first-round pick in the move-up. They've got Andy Dalton penciled in as the starter, but he fucking sucks at this point. And they got Nick Foles. So the Bears have a big pile of half ideas. Yeah, I, I actually think Fields is going to be okay, okay, but we'll see. Uh, Kirk is hanging on by a thread in Minnesota, probably his last year. Kellen Mond. is going to be the first guy that's going to be hanging on by a thread for 25 straight <laughs> years. Probably so. Uh, the Panthers are rolling with Sam fucking Darnold. Well, the Saints have a Jameis Winston Taysom Hill experiment going on. Yeah, that's a, that's the strangest combination. But you know what's going to happen there? I guarantee it. Sean Payton's going to overcoach the crap out of that team and probably play them both because right. that way he looks smarter. And then the Rams are in the Matt Stafford business 
We'll see how many games he starts because he's so injury prone. And the Niners have Jimmy Garoppolo hanging on by a thread because they drafted Trey Lance, who they really, really like as a first-round pick. They must. All they gave up. They were going to really – you know, Stafford reminds me at this point – well, no, I'm not going to go that far. The thing about Stafford is he's been on such a bad team for so long – and he's always hurt because he's so beat up. The question remains: This is the, going to the Rams is going to make us decide: Was he always a great QB on a terrible team, or was he always overrated because we always gave him credit for being on a terrible team? We're going to find out on the Rams. That's for sure. I guess we're going to find out on the Rams to be sure. Um, all right. So there's your quick look at the NFL's quarterback situation because, as I've said many a times, it's not so much a sporting league; it is a TV show about quarterbacks. The NFL. <laughs> Yep, and we're in the heart of baseball season, and now after this rundown, I'm going to have to you get me uh, ready for football. I'm going to have to get the website fired up for football now. It, I was going to be in the next two weeks, but maybe maybe I'm going to have to do it oh. sooner. Oh, it's time. <laughs> it's time. All right, so a couple personal things. You, you're back now from Maine. You're no, I'm in Maine. Oh, you I'm are? Oh, okay, yes. and, and Mrs. X has joined you yes. in Maine. And yes, you said yes. you don't think she trusts you alone. Why is that? Well, for different reasons than you kind of implied there. But the reason is last year when I was up here alone, I bought the house. This year I was up here alone. I bought the boat. She's kind of she's like, I'm going with you this time. I just I don't know what's next. So have you named the boat? Oh, yeah. We went with um, the three most common words in my house the last 25 years. Don't tell mom. You did. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Although people were rooting for Rover and Over. Yeah, no, I just don't tell mom. That's my, I say that to the boys. The boys say that to me. That's a good one. All the time. So, so just between us, not that she's going to listen, what would you buy next? What would you need? Snowmobile for the winter? I don't know. Are you going to go up there in the winter at all or no? Probably not. I, I love spring and fall. No winter snow. That's it's just yeah. that's not fun. The guys were telling me this on our lake. You know, they build those little shanties, and they say they go ice fishing. And I tell them they have them in the store. <laughs> they have <laughs> fish in the store. Come on. And then they say, oh, it's just a reason to go out there and drink. And I'm like, I can do that in the living room. Right. No. No, thank you. Next Friday, X one, X two, X three, and X four. All four of your boys are coming in from all directions for a they week are. in Maine. They are. They, we, we put this together kind of last minute. They are all spread out with, you know, two two with summer jobs for college and two on their own. And we are getting together. And I, uh, it's, I think it's going to be right interesting. There's, there'll be some serious shenanigans going on, that's for sure. Yeah, follow them on yeah, TikTok for that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, now, you said one of your boys was away on some sort of uh, leadership conference with school yeah. in that's New Orleans? Yeah, my CNU uh, son, who you, um, X3. In fact, I'm going to pick him up when I hang up tonight. They did a his all the fraternity presidents around the country of his fraternity did a quote leadership conference uh, yeah. three days in New or Friday through Sunday in New Orleans. Yeah. Let's put it this way: I mean, I follow him on the phone so I can tell where he is. You know, the app, whatever it's called, where I know where you are. I think it's interesting that most of the leadership uh, seminars seem to have been held on Bourbon Street. <laughs> <laughs> so you you track your kids. Do your kids know that you track them yes. digitally? Damn right they do. Yep. That find my iPhone or whatever it's called. And the rule from day one when they got their phones was 
turn off that app. Dad turns off your phone. <laughs> so that wow. was the rule. Now, the, now that they're at the age where, you know, 19 to 25, you, I've been waiting for the protest of like, hey, I'm old enough now. Stop it. And it hasn't come yet. They're kind of just they haven't they haven't had an issue with it. So it's all good. And, and you know, it's like, hey, the number of times phones have been lost and we use it to track down and find out where they are. It's been helpful. And, you know, they're still on my phone plan. So that's my rule. I want to know where they are. All yep. Right. Uh, did you see LeBron shoving a fan? At a concert? No, no, I miss that. <laughs> People are making a big to do about it, saying, you know, Jordan would have never been this way. Oh, Jesus. I mean, LeBron that... is going to get away with that pretty much all day, every day. Are your boys and are you enjoying the uh, basketball tournament in the Olympics, at least? <laughs> um, the day of the um, X2 is my hugest Olympic basketball guy. And boy, he's just. By the way, he's it's ridiculous. He's he, I think I'm going to have to partner him on the website this year. 16 weeks since baseball season started. He's had 15 plus weeks. Oh my god. I know. He's had one small minor. How many, how many bookies have he, how many how many guys how many man mans <laughs> how many yeah. dudes has he had to blow through who said, "You know what? I don't need well, your action." He's still with the where I've been for 25 years, and it's going to be freaking embarrassing when they cut him off before me. <laughs> That's going to suck. But he, he texted me the morning of that France loss and said, does anyone have Carmelo Anthony's phone number? Because he's a believer that Anthony is the greatest Olympic player in USA history. Given his record in the Olympics, he might be correct. Because Anthony was there for, you know, I'm not saying he was a top player, but he might have the best Olympic stat sheet of any um, U.S. player. He's always been an Anthony fan. So when they were losing those gags, what, they lost to France in round one. He's like, they need Anthony. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I, you know, it, it's weird. I, and they talk about not – this is the – oh, this is back to the thing. You know how I always fuss with X2 and his friends when they always tell me how Larry Bird sucks and all that stuff. And I always talk old school and team basketball instead of all this one-on-one stuff. And everyone says, that's today's game. You know, when you have Kevin Durant, you don't need plays. Shoot the ball. Well, okay, how come these countries around the world that play together are kicking our ass? Okay? Why can't we do that with our own players? Right. I think this is giving credence to the fact that there still is something to be said. I mean, when these guys say, oh, well, we haven't practiced together much. Well, how do you have to practice to do a pick and pop and shoot threes? You know, that doesn't take right. practice. Right. And guess what? These other these other countries are are taking it to us. So I think maybe, you know, maybe everybody today that says, you know, you, you don't need plays when you have Durant and LeBron, maybe they're wrong. All right, Mr. X, good to reconnect with you, my friend. And football You're season welcome. is upon us. It's, it's coming. Right All, right. For All right, buddy. Talk to you later. See you. See you.